What happened to your girlfriend? Uh, we broke up. When did you break up? <laughs> we broke up on Valentine's Day. Why? You didn't want to get her a gift? <laughs> this is a plaintiff. Steve Sixay. He says he rented an apartment from the defendant, and when he started feeling sick, he suspected it was due to mold. Sure enough, he got the place tested, and the results stated the apartment had 30 times the mold that's safe for humans to breathe. When he complained to that terrible, uncaring, downright cheap defendant, he ignored him. How dare he? He's suing for $1,589.22 for the mold test, moving expenses, and a hotel stay. This is the defendant, Peter Alexanderson. He says this whole mold issue simply contrived by a disgruntled tenant, and he's not going to be taken advantage of by anyone. The test he had the company do was done in the basement, and the plaintiff doesn't live in the basement. Besides, there's a little mold everywhere. If you took a sample of the judge's chambers, you'd find mold in there, too, he says. Bottom line, this guy didn't get sick because of his apartment, and he refuses to pay him a dime. He's accused of being a weezer. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see to come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Steve Sixay? Yes, ma'am. You are suing Peter Alexanderson for $1,589.52 in moving expenses, hotel fees, half of February's rent back, and a mold test you had to conduct because, according to you, we ignored your pleas to figure out what was making you sick. Tell me about it. Yes, Your Honor. Uh, I lived at Mr. Alexanderson's property for approximately three years. Is this an apartment? Yes. Okay. Yes, two-bedroom apartment. So December of 2017, I began to feel ill. When I say ill, I mean um, I had bronchial issues, uh, I had a bad cough, I had a uh, very bad sore throat, and I had extreme fatigue. Um, uh, I feel like that every day. <laughs> well, um, I began to notice um, over time when I would leave, I'd go stay with my girlfriend for a week at a time, or we'd take little trips. As soon as I would get out of the environment, I would start to feel better. When I would come back, it'd be the same thing. Um, so I started to... Uh, question. This, yep. uh, this apartment is in Middletown, Virginia? Yes. And what... Is this a rural area? Yes, or? very rural. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Um, so I began to do some investigation, and I, uh, in the bathroom, there was uh, the caulking seals had begun to fail a little bit, and, you know, I, water was getting in behind there, so I kind of deduced that maybe I was having some mold issues. Um, so as I began to talk to... Uh, Peter about replacing that shower stall. Initially, he was receptive. He asked me to get uh, three bids for him. Um, but then as my symptoms got worse, I told him, look, I just can't stay in the apartment any longer. I've got to get out. Did you go to the doctor? The reason I didn't go to the doctor was because my health insurance expired December 1. Why hadn't you renewed your health insurance? Well, because what had happened was I was in a uh, workman's compensation case. So when that... Um, concluded, uh, my uh, health insurance, which was through my union, expired. And I, and I haven't 
most people, our health insurance is tied to our employment. So. Uh, yeah, and there's something called COBRA that you have right, to make right, payments yep. for. Did you do that or I, did you fail no, to do that? Right, that's why you don't have insurance. That. Right. It, right, okay. Yes, yes, So true. go ahead. So, so you had no insurance, so you didn't go to the doctor. Correct. You could pay out of your pocket. I could have, but what because I... Because you I, ended up paying out of your pocket for a $400 mold test. Right. Uh, three, uh, $300 in moving expenses, 550 So I'm looking at a, a thousand something dollars and... Um, Gosh, you could have gone to a clinic and gotten some kind of medical evidence about your issue. All right, so tell me now, um, are you month to month at this point? Or are you in the yes, yes. Okay, yep. and your monthly rent is how much? Six seventy-five. <clears throat> and had you paid for February's rent? Yes. There's no dispute about that, correct? No dispute. Okay, <clears throat> and so in when is it that you tell them, I just can't stay here mid-February? Uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. <laughs> and yep. by then you had been complaining to him about the mold in the bathroom for how long? Mm, uh, maybe a couple of weeks as we had been talking. I'd... All right. And had you ever taken the measure of taking some chlor Clorox or chlorine? Oh, and... yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. I mean, the, yeah, the, like the, the mold wasn't like very visible. That's the thing. It wasn't visible. So on the 14th, you tell him I can't stay here. I'm going to go to a hotel. Right. And you stay at a hotel for how many days? Oh, until Valentine's I was... Day. Until when? They was broke up a little bit. It's a total of seven days, but I, I have the exact dates if you'd like. It's 214 and 215. Right. What happens on the 16th and the 17th? I stayed at a friend's house. Okay. And then <laughs> what happened to your girlfriend? Uh, we broke up. When did you break up? <laughs> we broke up on Valentine's Day. Why? You didn't want to get her a gift? <laughs> it's That's terrible. That's a yeah, terrible I know, story. I know it's terrible. All right. Can I see the receipts for the hotel? Yes, you can. Now, um, when do you do the mold <laughs> test? Uh, the date of the mold test collected uh, 2-19-2018. Okay, so 2-19 is a date that you had paid rent for. Right. All right. Now, you employ uh, somebody to do a mold test, and can I see the results of the test? Yes, you can. Okay. And what did the mold test uh, find? Well, it's an extensive report. You almost need a chemistry degree to understand all of it. Good. Well, he, he told me that, you know, the levels that were found um, were 30 times the safe levels. Where? In the basement. Right, but, where you don't live. But but what he explained to me is when you have mold spores, it's a stacking effect. Everything rises through your apartment. Right, and he would except they also tested your apartment. So I'm not right. going to make assumptions. Right, right, because right. Because they tested your apartment. I understand, but, so the, the but question there's an apartment is, above mine. Just a mine. second. Hold on. So the question is, what were their findings of the mold levels in your apartment? They also found le um, le levels of mold in my apartment as and, well. Right. Levels of mold we all got. Well, I understand. I mean, it sounded kind of snotty to say that if you uh, test the judge's chambers, you'll find mold in the judge's chambers, but he's 100% correct. I understand. Co not, my, maybe not in my chambers here, but my husband's chambers had mold to the point where my husband got pneumonia. Right. But it's really, really hard to figure out if that's where he got it. I wasn't taking any chances. I didn't want him to take any chances. And he actually ended up getting moved by the chief judge over it. Right. So you've got a very sympathetic ear. However, you have to prove, A, what you were going through, and B, that it was caused by this. Not right. to the exclusion of every reasonable doubt, obviously, because right. that would be impossible for you. But geez, help yourself out and go to a doctor. You didn't I, even I, do that much. Well, I'll tell you why I was, I was nervous, too, because if they had found something very serious and then it was a pre-existing condition when I don't have insurance, you, you understand now? I'm, yeah, I understand. Do you yeah. understand? Yeah. Right. That's because <laughs> yes, I need you to understand where, where that puts me. All right. So in the bathroom, which this you have, oh, I love props. Okay. Yep. Props to the prop springers. 
I have mine this, as well. They're just not that big. Well, if they're not that big, yeah. I don't want to see them. All right. So, actually, this is his bathroom, correct? That's correct. And he has lived there how long? Two and a half years. And then is this mold I'm seeing or space? Mold. That's dirt. Dirt, grime, no, that's grub. mold. That's got to be mold. I mean, I think, I think he's right. That's well, got to be mold. I agree. All right. Would you like to see? This is before. Uh-huh. I brought in a cleaning lady. Uh-huh. Because I was curious. I wanted to see how, you know, I want to test his hygiene. Okay. Turns out, Your Honor, he's a slob. Okay. Oh, wow. Look at this. I, I brought... Wait, I wouldn't say oh wow until I see the picture. Oh, right. I, I brought in a cleaning lady. She spent an hour, hour and a half, and there it is, a shiny penny. Ooh. Look at the base. It's shining. Your Honor, I am, I am guaranteeing Honor, you that wait. no way that's the same shower stall. Okay. You, do you you can't the, be serious, right? Uh, okay. Because I'm looking at it and it's the same shower stall. Um, what are you suggesting? This could be like the other apartment? I don't know what it is, but I... I well, clearly, I somebody here clean and somebody here no, does. No, I kept that scrubbed with bleach. All right. The Your thing Honor. is... All right, stop. Everybody I, stop. Like everybody stop. So pictures. that everybody stop. Okay. Do you move all your things on the 14th? No, 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 Okay, no. so you move out I on the 14th, um, it, but you don't move out your things until when? End of February? Yes. So why are you suing for half of February's rent and a hotel? Well, I was unable to, I was unable to occupy the dwelling. Well, that's why you would get the hotel. Why would you get both? Especially if your stuff is still there and you haven't moved it. All right, so now let's talk about the mold report. The mold report okay. finds outrageous mold in the basement. Right. Right, which of course is how basements are. Um, and then- Your Honor, can I just give, yeah. give a little background? Um, when they do these mold tests, they actually sample the outside. They get what's called the background. And this background indicated that there were 2,000 spores per cubic meter. That's, that's the denomination. In his apartment, it was 380, abysmally small. Um, because as we said- In what apartment? In, in, in his bedroom. Say that, don't say in his apartment, because the bathroom is part of his apartment. Welcome back to the People's Court, everybody, and happy Labor Day. I'm Harvey Levin, and uh, my question going in is this. Is there, like, mold in every place, or is, is there an acceptable level of mold, or are you allowed to have a place that is mold, mold, mold-free? What do you say? Yes. Yes what? Yes, there should not be. Oh, there is mold everywhere. Is there? Yes, and there's different types of mold. So, do you have to tolerate mold? Yes, you do have to tolerate mold. Is that right? So you, so because everybody's so scared of mold, do you have to tolerate it if you move into a place? No. Or you're not. You're not. You're not. No. no. Because I had an apartment in Lancaster, and my bathroom had a little bit in here, so. I no. was expecting this was going to be a long story going inside the courtroom. Yes. So in his bedroom, in his bedroom, there's where no he, problem. Where he but in his bathroom was how much? Three thousand? No, one thousand six hundred and seventy. It was lower, lower than the outside. Yeah, oh. just about eight. Okay, we're, Your Honor. Hold on one second. Let's stop arguing yeah, and let's easy. get the report. the report. Hand me your copy. Sure. The red? Okay. So, first of all, which which type of mold is he talking about? They tested for 15 different no, types no, of no, mold. No, 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 no. I'm looking at the these three pages, which are the summary. Okay. On the basement, it's 47,580. Right. Where you don't live in the basement. Right. In the main bathroom, it's 1670. Outside is 1920. Okay. Okay. And then in the master bedroom, it's 380. Outside is 1920. Okay. First of all, I want to get back to the stacking effect. When when the mold comes up, it will. You'll find the higher levels will be in the unit above mine, the highest unit. So if it starts from the bottom and goes to the top, that's why they really wanted to test his place too. 
because you have a stacking effect with mold spores. So as it's coming through my place, I would be breathing it, but as far as like a control sample, it's not going to be, it continues to rise. So you're trying to, to explain why you have no medical evidence to show your entitlement to damages. You're also trying to explain why you don't have any actual evidence to show. I'm sensitive to stuff like right. this. I can't live around stuff like this. Your remedies leave. You're, but that's not, and that's what you did. Nobody's saying, hey, you have to stay there and pay me the rest of your lease. None of the thing. What's happening is you're saying you have deprived me of a habitable place to live. Right. And therefore, I want my expenses at a hotel, and I want uh, my expense for the mold test to prove that you've deprived me of it, and I want half of February rent back, even though your own mold test doesn't show that they deprived you of habitability. And I'm your medical records that are non-existent don't show me that they've deprived you of habit. I believe you. Believe me, because otherwise there's no reason for you to go to a hotel. I know. Thank you. <laughs> I know. But what you've got to understand is that there's a legal threshold to meet. So whereas you and I might be more sensitive, for example, my husband came down with pneumonia. The chief judge's response was to eventually move him to a different courtroom. And guess what? My husband got better. Then she moved him to Same a different courthouse. She didn't want to hear him complaining anymore, probably. Right. As soon as I left I his blame. place, I got I better. I know, I know. But what you've got to prove to have, so you don't see my husband suing the courthouse. Why? Because, yeah, it's suspicious, okay? But in court, we don't deal with suspicious. In court, we deal with proof. And when your own report doesn't show that there's mold in your apartment, and you have no medical evidence to show that you have a mold-related bronchial problem, or even that you have a bronchial problem, you're not gonna get $1,500 in a courtroom. I think you did the right thing. You should leave there, and you shouldn't breathe in. I hope you're breathing easy now, but sometimes oh, the right wonderful. thing, right, and sometimes the right things cost us, not somebody else, okay? And this is one of those things, verdict for the defendant. Thank you. Well, as the judge put it, the uh, plaintiff's evidence was weak and did not meet the legal threshold, as she put right. it. You know what she's meant by that? Yes, I do. Yes, you do. I mean, I disagree with her, obviously. I thought that um, I guess I needed to have something uh, speaking to the effect of the stacking um, when you have mold in the basement. It would have helped. To come up. And yeah. some medical evidence as well. Mm -hmm. Probably hurt you more not to go to see the doctor. I that would have right. helped your case, too. I think you're right. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Thank you very much. Okie dokes. All right, Mr. Alexanderson. How are you doing? Well, you brought a lot of evidence with you. You were pretty sure. Step around here so we can see you that you were going to prevail in this case, right? You feel sorry I, for him, though? I, I don't really feel sorry. I, I feel know? pretty good about the verdict. Well, you should. But, I mean, I, I think the judge even agreed. You know, he probably was not feeling well. Well, I disagree. He had no reason to consult a, a mold specialist. There was no mold in that apartment. Okay. And uh, bottom line is uh, he was aggrieved because I wouldn't replace his shower stall. And that ultimately was what got him upset. Now, I didn't even have to present any evidence along those lines because, fortunately, I think the judge had a pretty good grasp on mold issues because she comes from Florida. She knows a lot. She knows. She does. She she knows thank you very much. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. Harvey, what do you think? Hey, Doug, it's real simple. This case really just demands an expert who can establish that there was really mold there, and that just didn't happen. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, 
Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Sabrina Carswell Bear. She says the defendants are ex-fiance and he owes her for a phone bill while they were together but refuses to pay. He's a rude, untrustworthy you-know-what, and she's here suing him for every penny of the $630 he owes her. This is the defendant, Donald Thomas. He says the plaintiff still owes him for utilities in the house they once shared, and she refuses to pay him. As far as the phone goes, he told her she could have it back, but instead, the vindictive woman turned it off on him to get back at him for splitting up with her. As far as he's concerned, it's a wash, and he owes the plaintiff nothing. He's accused of dissing an ex. All parties, please use your radiance. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, these litigants were about to get married, but they didn't, and now it's Hatesville. The plaintiff says the defendant still owes her for the phone, but the defendant says she's pissed because he broke up with her. It's the case of a super thin line between love and hate. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Sabrina Carswell Bear, you are suing Donald Thomas, your former what? Fiance. For $630 that you say he owes you for a phone contract. Uh, tell me what happened. Well, we purchased the phone in July, July, I think it was the 7th, and he promised me to pay the, his portion of the bill. Um, we broke up in October. Who broke up with who? I broke up with, with him. Donald. Okay, and so he had been paying the phone before then? He paid three months. During the time that you're together? Correct. July, he paid August, September, and October. You guys break up, and then what happens? No more payments. For Did he pay any payments after you broke up? No. No. At no, all? At all. So how long before you turn off the phones? Because you're not going to have him racking up bills and not paying. Um, I text him and I also emailed him asking, are you going to make some arrangements on paying the bill? Um, he said, yourself. I'm like, okay. And so we, we went back and forth. And, you know, I'm like, not fair. You still have the phone. And, and, and you're not helping pay, pay this bill. And then after that discussion that you had with him, you turned off the phone? Uh, the phone was turned off, um, I would say, the end of uh, October. Because I was he, giving him a chance, you know? To pay. And he to never paid. Pay. And, and is paid. there any more discussion after that series of texts that day or no? Uh, yeah, I emailed him again. Uh, are you going to pay for the phone? And then he's like... Um, Pretty much, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to pay anything. Okay, I need to see the text. What's going on? How you doing? Um, okay, so it didn't kind of go down that way. I got the phones for her and myself. Um, while we were together, I was paying the phones. All right? Um, she kept calling me. Well, actually, she, what she did was taking, taking the phone and forwarding my calls to her phone to find out who was calling me. I had guys calling me from at work because I'm an electrician and I got, I'm running a crew. The guys are in the building trying to call me and they're getting her number. I'm like, Sabrina, let go of my phone. Let go of my phone. You know, this is unnecessary. So- Did she think you were cheating on her? Is that yes. what- Yes, she thought I was cheating with my kid's mom. 
Were you? No, not at all. As a matter of fact. Did you get any calls from the kid's mom? Uh, I did. I spoke to her on the phone. Um, she called trying to get in touch with him. But if you see the bill, he talked to her more than he talked to me. Oh, okay. So you did forward his number to your number. I did. Okay. okay. See, getting a phone on someone else's account comes with a little bit of a price tag, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, you better be squeaky clean. All right. If, uh... <laughs> so why can't people break up amicably? Um, well, the thing is, you know, it with a long relationship, well, it depends on how long it's been. Uh, Does it really? I mean, why why is there so much anger when people break up? There's just so much investment, you know, in the relationship and uh, trust. So, you know, I mean, it, well, it depends on how you broke up. You know, I've broken up with a girl before and we got back together. You know what I mean? So it just depends on if people are jealous types, if they get jealous easily. I feel like I'm about to hear your life story. <laughs> okay, going inside the courtroom. Did you ever talk to her? And did she say, yeah, there's something going on? Um, yeah, I talked to her. Um, no, there's nothing going on. But okay, so go on. What so, else do you say? So at any rate, um, Sabrina and I had a, an agreement that I would make sure the rent was paid. She would pay the cable bills and the light and electric, which came out to about maybe $400 a month. That's all she had to take care of and whatever food you bought. All right. Okay. You don't suggest that you paid the October bill, right? Actually, what I did was I subtracted, when she left, she left outstanding balance on the electric bill and the cable bill. For which what was months? For September and October. In August, September, and I have, there was an outstanding balance. You didn't pay the whole thing. You paid some of it, but you didn't pay everything. No, no. I so paid you the rent felt, in full. Okay, so then did you communicate by text and tell her, look, we need to work this out because you owe we, me X. We were talking to each other. Listen, Sabrina, you didn't pay this. How did you leave this? And actually, I asked her every month. Did you pay the bill? So you're telling her in October when she, you know, when she says you owe me the phone bill, you tell her, well, wait, you I just checked and you haven't paid all of August and all of September. Show me the um, utility bills that show that. Well, and then I, is I there any community? At this point, you're broken up. Is there any mm -hmm. communication? I want to see the text in October. Get them on your phones. I want to see the text in October so I can get to the truth of what's going on. So this is this is the bill when... I'll, I'll give it to him. Okay. Sure. No, no, he's not making a decision on the case. He's going to give it to me. You, you could make the decision no. on the case. <laughs> I don't know why. People always say, no, let me explain it to you. <laughs> ah, Douglas, you no. seem like an approachable guy. Way more approachable <laughs> than her. All right, here's the Xfinity bill. How much was the phone bill that he didn't pay in October? It was... Um, 200, I believe about 250. Because I am seeing the utility bill, the cable bill, that a bunch was owed on it. Um, I, I paid that bill. That be, When I left, Your Honor, I I told him before I left, and he knows it, that, I, that he did not have to pay that bill for October because of the situation with the, those two bills. I don't know what you're saying. There's money owed on the cable. It's going to get cut off unless it's paid. There was $337.15. Are you saying you paid that in October? I paid, I paid part, of, part of those bills, and I told him, you don't have to give me any money. Right, but you are telling him to give you money, and those are in his name. Do you understand what his defense is? His defense is you owe him money on the cable bill and some other bill? Yes, and, and I don't even have those bills. I just took care of them, and I, I don't really even have them. And I wasn't okay. even really worried so about it. So if you're supposed to pay the cable bill, mm -hmm. I see that on October 4th, 
which is a bill that comes in. The billing date is October 4th. I'm going to mm -hmm. assume it comes in three or four days after that. It's due October 27th. There is a total amount for the cable bill of $337.15, which is more than the 250 You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I understand. So I want to see the text between the two of you from that time period and whether he is that what you tell her hey you owe me for the utility yes, bills absolutely do you say it by text um we, i guess you know we, we you were talking know. we were texting you know i, I don't keep up with all oh, that there's stuff. a lot of texts <laughs> yes. that, well this is, appears this is once you guys broke up you see me calling you stop acting like this what because you kept calling her and she wouldn't answer no she was calling me like 40 going north like i'm no, like no. i don't want to you're argue. texting her then she says like i need you to call me now and then October 16th, you can turn this phone off. I don't care. That way this will be done. Goodbye, Sabrina. I have no more conversations with you. Oh, so she didn't turn the phone off on you. You told her, go ahead and do it. Like yes, you didn't even she, care. Because she kept Well, how do the you phone. think that it's going to come off? Well, then how do you think this is going to work out? There's a cost to turning the phone off. You wanted it. The you want this to be done. Go ahead. Turn the phone off. I don't care. So you can't argue to me. Oh, I shouldn't have to pay the 600. I didn't know she was going to turn off the phone. She owed me money. I shouldn't have had to pay. Well, the fact of the matter is I didn't have control over the phone. At any time she wanted to, she was taking the phone and switching it over and to, to call forwarding my calls to her phone to figure out who in the heck was calling me. Let my phone go. You is cray cray. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. On the 17th, she ignores you. And the 17th, she tells you, I need the money for the phone bill. It's due on the 20th. And you say, and this is what I was looking for. I don't know you nothing on that. I just paid last month's cable bill, which you didn't pay. They cut my cable off yesterday, shaking my head, $159.62. To which you answer, I have nothing to do with that. I need the money. That's all I'm saying. But you do have something to do with that because you know that was your obligation. You were supposed to be paying the cable. You sound stupid, Sabrina. You just said you had the phone bill because you didn't pay last month. I'm not giving you a penny on that bill. Now, next month, I got it. Yes. Why isn't he right? I don't blame you for canceling the phone if you don't want anything else to do with him. You know what? But why does he have? In other words, here's how it works. He has an obligation to pay the phone bill every month. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you also have an obligation and his defense to paying the phone bill that month is that he had to pay off all the other obligations that you weren't paying. And so and he actually tells you that he tells you, I'm not going to pay this month because you owe me money on all these other months that you weren't paying in full. And then you're acknowledging that and you're saying, all I'm saying is I need your money now. <laughs> and if not, I'm going to cancel the phone. And he says, OK, go, you know, go ahead and cancel the phone if that's what you want to do. Why isn't he right? Well, I, I, I paid the month that, that for that bill for October. So I didn't bother. Just prove to me that you paid the a cable bill for October. Can no, you the, I paid the phone bill. So he was left with those two bills. I told Donald I would pay the phone bill for October. And you know that. No, okay. don't talk to him. Talk to me. I, I that he would the, pay the phone bill for October. October. And he took care of those two bills that were left. And okay. so I left it like that. And then the next couple of well, months- That you would take care of October and then what happened? Then he didn't pay November? And the phone was still around in November? Yeah. Who well, made the, how did you guys make the decision to turn off the phone service? Well, Your Honor, he never made effort to pay okay. the bill. When did you turn off the phone service? The phone service went off, I believe it was the end of October, beginning right. of November. Right. Yes. Which would be the month that he's asking for a set off. Right. 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 Which would be a month he doesn't owe you because you owe him. 
Right. So that's where the setoff is. Right. So why does he have to? Sometimes we do things that are good that are good for our psyche, mm-hmm. like just not having to look at it, you know, the phone. And but if in fact you owed money for the October bill, you didn't even wait until November to shut the phone off to see if he's going to pay November. You see what I'm saying? Well, he kept going back saying that um, I'm going to pay. You know, geez. Give me a break. You know. There's nowhere in October that he says, I'm going to pay. He says, I don't owe you October because you left me with all of the bills for the mm-hmm. cable. And right. your answer to that isn't, I paid the cable. Your answer to that is, all I know is you owe me money for a phone bill. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So if you're suggesting to me, which I don't think you're very sure about this, that you paid the cable bill anytime in October, please prove it. No, I, yeah, I didn't. didn't. I, right, no. he got stuck with the cable bill that has months before, which was your obligation. My verdict in this case is for the defendant. All right, mm-hmm. Well, things did not work out for the plaintiff. How do you feel about this? It's okay, you know. Well, he was just waving on. the phone at you, you know? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, you tried. Thank you very much. Right. You must sign a few documents out there. Mr. Th- Thomas? You, you seem happy. I'm not mad. Yeah. You come out with some crazy little thing, like she was texting you like 40 going north. Yeah. What, what is that? What do you mean by that? She was. She just kept texting me over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm right. like, you know, like, okay, stop. We can just talk. Okay. You know? yeah. It's all over now? Yes, it's over, I guess. Okay, yes. I guess it is. All right. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Right. Didn't work out for you. All right. Harvey? Okay, look, when you move in with somebody, you got to establish ground rules, and especially financial ground rules, on who's paying for what. And honestly, it is a good idea, at least for the first period of time, to keep records of who's paying what. And that will do it for this case. Litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom, right now. This is the plaintiff, Ashley Smith. She says the defendant's her ex-husband who has a motorcycle they purchased when they were together. The defendant didn't keep up with the maintenance on it. The thing now has a cracked engine and is total. And she's on the hook with the collection agency to pay off the $2,750 still owed. That's why she's suing. This is the defendant, Roderick Smith. He says the chain came off the motorcycle and broke. The plaintiff wouldn't call the insurance company as a way to get back at him for the divorce. The loss of the motorcycle is because the plaintiff was playing games with the insurance. And because she did that, he feels he owes her nothing. He's accused of causing problems with an ex-wife. All parties. Please use your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says her ex-husband ruined the motorcycle they both owned, but he says the real problem is the plaintiff wouldn't get it covered by insurance. It's the case of Chopper. He hardly knew her. Thank you, Douglas. Ashley Smith, you are suing your ex-husband, Roderick Smith, for $2,750, the amount that I guess is the deficit that the bank is chasing you for, on a motorcycle that the two of you bought when you were married, but he kept after... um, we got divorced. You got divorced. All right. So what happened here? Um, we purchased the motorcycle um, two weeks after I had given birth. I wasn't working, but my credit score was significantly better than his. So um, I helped him uh, out. Is, isn't that uh, a new parent <laughs> purchase, a motorcycle? <laughs> you know, with all the things a new baby needs, let's do this. Let's go out and buy a motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> so um, we purchased the motorcycle. Um, about four months later, we did 
get divorced and he took the motorcycle. Um, but from the time that we purchased it until we got divorced and after he was pay making the payments and supposed to continue making those payments. Okay. Whose name was the motorcycle under? It was always in mine. Whose name was the insurance under? In mine. There was, apparently you purchased gap insurance? Uh, yes. All right. So what it does is it covers whatever isn't covered. For example, mm -hmm. should there be a, a, a motorcycle accident mm -hmm. and the motorcycle is a total loss, but they give you only 5000 and your loan is 7000 it would cover the gap, right? That's the purpose of gap insurance. Yes. Okay. You guys actually bought gap insurance. Yes. You're so unlike most of my litigants. <laughs> You're so prepared. You bought gap insurance. Okay, what happened to the bike? Let me ask you, because it was in your possession. I was on my way to uh, go pick up the new chain to put it on, and the chain. Wait, why'd you need a new chain? Uh, because the old one was, it was time to replace it. And you knew that? Yeah, after and a certain- And then while, of all things, while you're on the way to pick up the new chain, That's the old chain does what? Uh, it came off of the front sprocket. And then what? Uh, slapped the uh, lower crankcase and cracked a hole in the block. Okay, so then what happens? Uh, I called Ashley, let her know what happened to the bike. So I called her, I got it towed over to the shop. She goes back and forth with the insurance. They end up saying it's totaled. So I, I gave her the information to call the gap insurance. She never called them. She kept going back and forth, back and forth about calling them. And then wait, why back and forth about calling them? I, she what's what do you mean when you said back and forth about calling? What's that mean? I tell her to call them, and she's like, "Oh, I'll call them tomorrow." And then it just never happens. Then it's like, "Did you call the gap insurance?" Oh, I didn't call them, or I needed the VIN number, or I needed this, and I needed that. And she always had a reason to not call them. Who and had, like, there's paperwork on your purchase. You, uh, who had the paperwork? He had the paperwork. Why didn't you just go get it from him? Because you're the only one who can make the claim, right? Correct. Because it's your insurance, it's under your name. That was a risk you took when you put everything under your name. Yeah. What do you think, it's riskless? Mm -hmm. And then you don't keep the paperwork, even though everything's under your name. You don't keep a copy. And then and then, according to you, why, why didn't the gap insurance go through and cover it? Why am I meeting you? By the time I had gotten that, there's a 30-day, two things. There's a 30-day limit. So if I made that claim after the 30 days, they Why would 30 days pass without you making the claim? Because well, he, had, that he had the paperwork for it. Yeah, but what'd you do for those 30 days? The two of you aren't worried about the, about the motorcycle and nobody's like hustling and... Are you suggesting you never talk to him about the gap insurance? Are you suggesting that you had to chase him down and beat him with a stick to get him to give you the paperwork? Kind of, yes. Yeah, I no, have... kind of, no. I need to know exactly what you're suggesting because was... everything's under your name and you're a big girl. So why don't you have that information at your fingertips? Did you call the dealership where you yes. bought it no. and yes, say, yes. what's the name of the gap insurance you sell so I can call them and make a claim? That's actually what I had to do to get it. And why didn't you do that in a week? If he was giving you so much trouble, why didn't you just do that in a week? What would you, how long did you wait before you made the claim? Because it wasn't 31 days. It was four no, months, right? it was four months. Who's that on? I didn't have any of the paperwork. Oh, um, really? Why don't you get up, go to the dealership, and get the name? See, that you can get it. You don't get it because you're not hustling. And according to you, that's just a lie. You gave her the information. And she just never called? I gave her the information when she asked for it. She asked for the VIN number. I didn't when know did she finally ask for it, though? Was it four months later, or was it when the accident happened, or right after? It was a while after the accident happened. How long after the accident? Mm, maybe what? three weeks, almost So a month it was after. within the 30 days? Yeah, almost a, well, within a month. Okay, now you don't care, because now you have no motorcycle. You didn't make payments, because why are you going to make payments? The thing's totaled, right? You're assuming somebody else's handled. Yeah. You're assuming I mean, that's we... getting handled with the insurance. And then when does she first say to you, hey, uh, the gap insurance claim went in late, uh, so you owe me $2,750. Like you said, it had to be about two or three months after the fact or when she actually got around to calling the uh, gap insurance. She was like, oh, well, they're not going to cover it. And that Did was she tell you why? 
She just said they weren't going to cover it. Okay. Did you ever ask why? I assumed it was because it was late. I mean, me and her had a, a very broken line of communication when at the time. So how are you going to prove this is his fault when mm -hmm. the insurance is in your name mm -hmm. and I could handle this in 20 minutes? Um, that, that might be too long. That might be too long. <laughs> how is this when it's your, the insurance is under your name, how is it his fault that you didn't get around to making a claim until after the deadline? So who loses when one person gets vindictive against the other in a divorce? What do you say? My experience, I think it ends with a judge. Determine the judge, if the judge- the Judges don't end wars. Who loses? The person vindictive or the person in the receiving end? Um, the receiving end. See, I disagree. <laughs> Going inside the courtroom. The insurance doesn't cover, the gap insurance doesn't cover missed payments, and he was already two months behind. Are you suggesting he had missed payments before the thing? Yes. Prove that. I have here the statements from the credit bureau. Did you miss payments before the total loss? I missed one payment because I lost my job. Okay. And I was According I was to you, working. he missed more than one? He missed two. Does that sound right? No, they like said. How much are the payments? 250. For the motorcycle. Is that right? It's 250? 269. 269? Don't you even know what the payments are? Yeah, I paid That's 250. a little alarming. Those are before the date of loss, and it just shows that the payments were late. Okay. This shows a, a May 28th payment of 234. Where are the payments before May 28th? So I can see if he was late and. All the way at the bottom and the. First... Come on over here, please. Okay. Go ahead. Minimum payment due, $551, because he had already been late. Which is so you're suggesting that no matter what, since he's $551 late, he owes you at least that much? At least. Yeah. Go ahead and go back. Yeah. Why isn't she right that if you were, by the time of the accident, your $551, her argument, and I think it's a good one, is that at a minimum, you have to pay the last payment before the thing went south, before the problem happened. Why would you not have to do that? That was never brought, that was never approached to me like that. She okay, never. Well, now what got approached to you like that? What's your she, defense to that? Not, not a lot? Not, not a lot. Like I yeah, said, I, okay. I did tell her I was going to bank the payments. So if, I mean, that's. Okay. All right. Um, he has a right to be able to rely on the gap insurance that the two of you bought together. You were together when this was purchased. That's a reasonable expectation that everybody here is going to do what they have to do in order to claim on the gap insurance. Mm -hmm. You have the greatest incentive and the only ability to claim on the gap insurance. Well, yeah, it's it you and you didn't. Credit. And it's not somebody else's fault that you waited that long to do it. That's on you. However, the missed payments are definitely on you. So my verdict is for the plaintiff in the amount of the 500. And I realize she wasn't suing for that, but I'm going to allow her to amend the pleadings to include that because that's just wrong. Um, and so I'm going to do what we call in the law Conform the pleadings to the evidence that was presented. You're admitting that you owe the 551. I'm going to order you to pay her the $551 verdict for the plaintiff. Good luck. So the defendant, Mr. Smith, is going to have to give his ex-wife $551. You okay with that? Uh, yeah, I understand where the judge was coming from, and it's pretty fair. I just mm. didn't feel the $2,000 that she was asking for was fair at all because it wasn't my responsibility. It was on her, and she procrastinated, and then she just wanted somebody else to pay for her mistakes. Yeah, okay, good enough. All right, thank you very much. You must no sign a few documents outside. You know, it hurt by not uh, getting more active on, yeah. on mm -hmm. working on that insurance mm -hmm. issue, right? Yeah, my credit's pretty bad now because of it. And... Oh, well, it's, it's, it, things have gone downhill. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a shame. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure you learned something from this. Yeah.
Definitely. I'm not going to let anybody else put a motorcycle in my name. <laughs> well, not only that, but, you know, act mm -hmm. faster when you have to. Yeah. Okay. Good mm -hmm. enough. You must sign a few documents. And that's a lesson for everybody. Harvey, what do you think? You know, I got to say, the reason I disagree is that when you hold that vindictive, vindictiveness in you, you can't let it go and you can't move on. Don't text and drive. The People's Court is a Ralph Edwards Stubillet production.